Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, team. Right, today it's all about should I split the bill? This is a question that so many people ask. It's something that can create a lot of thinking for people and and feel like this really complicated uh, thing to figure out. So we've decided to have a show all about that. We have a nice chat about that. And, uh, you know, just before we dive in, I just wanted to say, I know that we've been talking about announcements. They are coming. Um, We're working in the background to try and put something really special together for you. And, uh, you know, we don't want to want to release anything before it's at that point uh, so yeah there's loads of stuff going on so if you want to find out about any of these cool things that are coming or get involved in live Q&As and, and stuff that's going on in the present and sober world come join the Facebook group it's it's literally just called present and sober you can find us on Facebook and um, yeah we'd love to welcome you with open arms right so there we go I'm gonna hand uh, hand me over to me and Ellie and uh, you over to the show see you in a bit Happy Tuesday, everybody. We're back for another episode of the Present and Sober podcast with me, Ellie Crow, and um, the wonderful caterpillar-like <laughs> Sam Goldfinch. Hello, Sam. It didn't sound like much of a compliment to anyone listening in without context. <laughs> I am caterpillar-like. It's it's true. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he's, he's going through some transformation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, more of that to come. More of that to come later. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up. We're in bloody January. 2022. 2022. And we've got some super, super exciting stuff coming up soon. So, so do not um, miss it. But for today, we want to talk about something that uh, this came from a wonderful client of mine, somebody I enjoyed coaching very much. We had a lot of entertaining conversations, a lot of very interesting and challenging conversations. Uh, We went uh, to all sorts of depths and breadths. And interestingly, actually, uh, for people that possibly haven't had one-to-one coaching before, uh, we talked about 5% of the time about alcohol. And then the other 95% of the time over the eight weeks was about all sorts of other stuff. And one of the things that came up along the way was this interesting experience that she had in that she went out with a group of girlfriends and this was an alcohol free experience for her, but the people that she was going out with were all drinking and it threw up this question of, should you split the bill? So if you're not drinking and everybody else is, then should you split the bill? And we had a really, her and I had a very uh, interesting conversation about it. And uh, we kind of joked that it would make a really good podcast episode. And of course it is a really good podcast episode and it's hopefully going to be very valuable to people. You, You may right now be in the middle of the January 2022 live alcohol experiment and this these sorts of things will be thoughts that you're having as you venture out if we are allowed to venture out at the moment and so sam and i are going to talk about that right now so over to you first of all sam what 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 do you think or what's your experience of 
splitting the bill post, splitting the bill post alcohol sorry i was just checking my microphone i was having all sort of technical technical woes there it's fine i think we're back in the room um oh dear i think it's going to be one of those ones isn't it where it's like is there an answer i feel as if there's a bit of nuance here in the sense that if you're out with you know your partner and your your best couple of mates and whatever and you and you sort of everybody knows where you're at and you've had a chat with them about it and you know sometimes you go to a restaurant and you're out with a couple of people who I don't know maybe they have a couple of drinks each or perhaps they have one or two and then you have a couple of non-alcoholic drinks which let's be honest in some places there's not really a huge amount of difference in cost so I think sometimes it's like just a very quick easy calculation between friends of like well should we just split the bill like and I think Mm. that's quite common um but one of my um, very awesome cl- uh, clients from a group coaching group, um, he had an experience where he was going away on holiday to somewhere where splitting the bill would literally have meant hundreds of pounds worth of difference because of the like wine bill, et cetera. Um, and prior to going, um, yeah, I think he had, he was a bit, um, a bit stressed out about it. And I'm sort of thinking, Oh, how am I going to have this conversation and, and all this kind of stuff. And um the one thing I said to him was, well, look, if if you feel in your gut like, oh, that, it, it, you know, if it doesn't feel right, if you're, if it's, if the difference is you're, if you're overspending by a few quid or a little bit and you can afford it and it feels like a nice thing to do, then is it worth worrying about? But if it's in the realms of hundreds of pounds or something like that, mm-hmm. having a, having your sense of humor is a, is a really good way of tackling this. <laughs> just like well i'm not paying for you bastards and your your alcohol am i like not with not with what i'm up to at the moment i'm kind of like throwing that in early and getting it getting it out the way so they kind of know and and ultimately i think a lot of people most people know most people will turn around to you and say like um oh well you know we're not expecting you to pay for all of that kind of thing you think i think some do I think I think people or maybe i'm i don't know in my experience i get not always but a lot of people who are switched on will will think that but yeah i guess i don't know go on well why why that reaction well, mate? well interestingly one of the ladies that she was with did did say that so mm. um at this at this event where the, the the bill the bill then comes around her friend did intervene and say oh hang on a minute uh i was nearly said her name there i won't say your name you know who you are <laughs> you, know who you, are. <laughs> you know who you are um her friend intervened and said look no because she's not been drinking so you know and and uh, and that brought in some of its own uh, feelings the fact that somebody else has stepped mm-hmm. in and so we could perhaps come back to that in a bit too uh but there's this whole thing about even even people that are the nicest people the most generous considerate thoughtful people when they've got a full tank on board their prefrontal cortex is offline. Mm. So often people aren't, aren't, aren't there cognitively to make that assertion. Yeah, I hear you. I've definitely, I've been there. Mm. Mm. I think I don't give, I don't know. I think I, it's funny where you get to the stages to this. These days, yes. I'll blazingly just be like, whoa, 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 no bloody way, people. Not paying for your lots, mess. <laughs> this is not happening oh, mess i'm not oh, judging you but it's a mess you know what i mean <laughs> no i mean like i'll happily sit there and you know and but yeah i think i'm quite forwards with that now i think 
people sort of also know that up front. But yeah, I mean, if I, I guess if I was with a group of people who didn't know that, um, it's, a, it's a weighing up, isn't it? Sometimes it's a way, and again, it comes down to like I've definitely been in been in situations where I've paid an extra, I don't know, fifteen, twenty quid or something like that because splitting the bill just just meant that it didn't bring up any of that stuff. Um, yeah. And I often remember, well, you know, sometimes it's sometimes there are bigger fish to fry, yeah. um, and I didn't really feel like I wanted to make anything of it. So I don't know. What What are your thoughts? I, I agree with you on both counts. One, that it's nuanced, and two, that there are stages to it. I think it does mm. change over time. The nuance bit, I, I see it differently, a, a bit like you were describing, depending on, I think every situation can be different, depending on who's there, how many, mm -hmm. uh, what the context is. Is it is it light drinking, light expensive drinking, or is it, heavy drinking, getting pissed, um, shots coming out, all of that sort of stuff. I, where I kind of settled myself with it is that if I, it's, it's, it's almost like rather than the equation of what have, what have I got out of this in terms of food and drink, like what, what have I consumed? Mm -hmm. I don't, I kind of don't think of it like that. I kind of think of it more like the, the benefit in terms of how I feel. So if I've gone to something and I haven't spent as much as the people around me, but I've been fully in it and I've, you know, just, just look, soaked up the whole thing and benefited from the connection and the discussion and the experience and the ambience and all of that, then it's almost like that's, that's part of the price of it, as opposed to looking at the constituent parts of it. It's, it's just this collective of, well, I, I went and had a bloody good time. So it's, it's worth it to me in terms of value. Um, but the one thing that I think is interesting that also comes into play with this is that when you are the alcohol-free person, you also become the taxi driver, right? So uh, you could argue that, you know, you, you've, got the, you've got the worst of everything, right? <laughs> You're ferrying everybody around. You are um, then paying for everybody else's drink. You know, like it, it's it's quite easy to get caught up in story about it, and I can't remember where this came from, but it, th there was a suggestion of, well, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice if everybody around at the table said, well, do you know what? Seeing as how you have driven everybody around and you're going to drive everybody home, wouldn't it be nice if if you paid nothing, actually. We're, we're going to foot the bill for, for everything. Your meal, your drinks, the works. Like, wouldn't that be nice, right? But again, it comes back to that point about, I don't think people think that way necessarily when they've got a drink on board. Um, it, it, they're not necessarily thinking about the, you know, how it, how it lands for somebody else. Some of this is us projecting our stuff out as well around money um, mm -hmm. and around that kind of thing of like shared experiences because 
if you believe it's a big deal, if you have a story that tells you this is a big deal, you will live in the feeling of that. <clears throat> so if yeah. you sit there and think to yourself, ah, these bunch of bastards, I can't believe they haven't paid for my, can't believe they're making me pay more and all the rest of it. You'll live in an experience of that because that's how it mm. works. But if you, if you don't, if you have the, you know, your, your story about it, Ellie, where you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I, I just sort of like, I'm, I'm here for the experience. I knew this ahead of time. I, knew, I kind of went into this knowing this, this, this night was probably going to cost me 50 quid or a hundred quid or whatever. And, and I'm happy for that, for the experience. And, and I'll let the rest of it go. You're going to live in the experience of that story. Mm-hmm. And you get to decide how much of a big deal it is or isn't. Um, yes. I often these days will avoid situations where i think the 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 meal will descend into craziness right or or i'll leave ahead of that i know and i'll sort of like pick social occasions where you know i I don't believe that's going to be the case and that's because i don't really i don't necessarily enjoy being there when everyone's sloshed and you know that that kind of stuff sometimes you can't avoid it right sometimes you can't avoid it but but there are definitely in terms of um if there isn't food involved, it definitely throws up some interesting stuff. I really um, normally quite confidently will tell even people I know very well, look, I'm not going to get involved in the rounds, guys. Like, I'm probably going to leave at a certain point. I don't know when I'm going to go. And I'm only drinking soda water. So there's no point in me getting involved in your lot's beer politics. Like, I'll let you, I'll leave you to that. Leave a bit of a joke, you know, throw a bit of a bit of uh, humor in there, like I say. Because I think getting locked into like, where someone's like, oh no, I'll I'll buy you that. And then it's kind of like if there's this expectation of like, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I really don't want to get locked into that kind of stuff where I'm going out with people, a group of people down the pub and then spending, I don't know, God knows, 50 quid or something, just buying loads of that's that's not that's not on. So this is the nuance thing, isn't it? It's about what's the situation, who's going, but know that if you can you know, basically figure out ahead of time how much of a big deal it is or isn't that's going to have a huge impact on uh, on how you feel in the in the moment as well yeah it's it's like all this stuff it's in the awareness and the thought process ahead of time it's in the planning and if you are somewhere along this journey and in particular if you're in the middle of the live alcohol experiment then this will be a bit of a theme in that we'll be talking in there a lot about raising your level of awareness because on the other side of awareness is possible change Mm. and so planning as a tactic for all sorts of situations is so helpful because it 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 often removes a lot of the anxiety you were talking earlier about the, the story that we create for ourselves we create this story it causes anxiety and then we feel a certain kind of way about going to the thing before we've even got anywhere near the thing. And you can remove a lot of that and remove the mental noise by planning ahead, by visualizing, by thinking about what you're going to say and do, what, your, what the different scenarios might be and how you're going to tackle them ahead of time. And the, the number of times I've seen uh, with with clients or people talking in the groups about how just putting some thought into it beforehand has made the experience so much easier because like we've got to remember this sort of stuff when you first venture out 
as an alcohol-free person, it's a bit weird for all sorts of reasons. And you can have all sorts of feelings about it because we've carried around beliefs, story, some of which are not even ours for many, many, many years. And so it can feel very strange when you first venture out and you can, some people will feel very, very vulnerable and very, very fragile. So doing this sort of work ahead of time and speaking to other people and getting tactics and tools from other people can be immensely valuable. Yeah. I mean, like if you'll say, say, take the example that you, um, so say you've gone alcohol free and you have decided that you're, you're going to have a few months off of, you know, perhaps going to a dinner or something like that. And you, and you, and you say to yourself, right, I'm going to go and experience that. Now you could have a story in your head about like, Oh, what about splitting the bill? And what if this comes up and that comes up? And I, or you could say to yourself, look, I've got four months of savings under my belt. I'm going to go and enjoy this event and whatever it costs at the end of the night, I'm just going to, I'll just go in there, like knowing that I'm going to split the bill with people. And for, if for whatever reason, someone notices, oh, well, you know, you should pay a little bit less brilliant, but if they don't find, and then you all that thinking just falls out of your head and you know that it's just, you can just go and enjoy the experience for what it is. And much like you've said, Ellie, it's like not a, it's a, it's a different way of viewing the experience because you're going for the connection and the, and the enjoyment yeah. and, and all of that stuff. And you're, and you're just, you know, your, you know, money is how we do that in this world, regardless of whether you go and, you know, wherever you go, money makes the world go around to some extent, like it's a value exchange in our society. So there's going to be some involved. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been a bit waffly, but I think that's, well, I think that's because of the like lack of distinct answer. Yeah, but that's, that's good. That's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I think the thing is with this, I think because it's, I think part of the reason it's so evocative is because it's about money, right? And we, we were talking earlier on about money mindset and how we all have our own stuff and our own stories about money, depending on our lived experience. And one of the, the things that came up when I was uh, discussing this with my client was about like fairness, Mm. and fairness is a really interesting word because I've throughout my life I've had a, a value of justice and that has been my downfall more times than I would care to think about and it's interesting now seeing it play out with my daughter my eldest daughter is very similar in that she has a streak of justice in her and that things need to be right and she will struggle uh when when things seemingly aren't right and the, and fairness is very close to justice right and fairness uh as we know annie annie grace has talked about fairness a few times where she she really doesn't like the word she doesn't like hearing it come up because she doesn't believe that fairness exists because it's all about perception and so it's a really interesting way to think about it um what, what do you think about fairness Sam? none of it exists like look everything's a construct success failure fairness equality righteousness value any value is a is a for, is a form is a, is a, a thought form 
and your idea of fairness, my idea of fairness, your idea of success, my idea of success. If we went into a dark room and doesn't know why it has to be dark, it doesn't have to be dark. <laughs> we went into a room. room. <laughs> we went to a room on our own and wrote down what success means to me or success means to you. There'd be two very different ideas and they are words are nothing but signposts pointing to truths. So yeah, I completely agree with that. And that's the thing of like, if you can touch the space before that and realize oh I've, I've just had an idea of what fairness means or what money means you know money is a metaphor money is like a it has no inherent value other than what humans assign to it and the story that we have around it it's kind of like people will say um yeah I don't really care about money like oh, I don't really give a shit about money but actually the many people who say that um they behave as if they really do. So people will say things like, oh, I don't really, I don't really care about money. It doesn't matter to me that much. But then on the periphery of that, their behaviors are being really pushed around by it. Um, and that's interesting because it is in the same way that like, so one of um one of my mentors said to me, look, when you go around in your life, you don't think about um breathing as being important, really. Like you don't really, it's, it's like, it's not one of your values, but if you, but it's kind of like the minimum viable requirement. <laughs> like if you take it away, like there's not much going on. Right. And it's true of money and things like that. Like money, like we don't, it's not a value in the sense of like, Oh God, yeah, I want to go out and make all the money in the world. Well, some people may, may think like that, but it is actually important and useful for a number of things like purchasing experiences. It's great for that. Yeah. Having a healthy business is brilliant for that causing you to be happy secure and complete mm, doesn't work so well mm. like it, it's it's not really useful for that so so a lot of this is about figuring out what is a useful set of things to to live your life by so yes if if one of your values is fairness but then it it's a construct you've something that you've put together that's a story that's causing you to behave in a wonky way you can address that and drop it at any time like you're allowed to write what rewrite what that means at any point in your life. You're allowed to rewrite your relationship to money. You're allowed to rewrite your relationship to anything. Whenever you want to do it, you can just let it go. And cause it's all like, it's all thought and it's all made up. Yeah. And, and that, and that is a hundred percent true. Right. So the, if I, I would have said I had three leading values pre going alcohol free, one of them being justice, the other two being development and adventure and the only two that remain to this day are development and adventure. And the justice has become something more akin to like equity mm -hmm. as opposed to mm -hmm. just, it justice felt very like highly charged. And I, and, and I am that kind of a person. I am the, you know, quite, uh, <laughs> I was about to say I'm quite full on, quite driven and quite, high energy and I think that's that's a part of it it's like this god we're going off on a tangent here but it's, it's like this it. but it's like this driving force for uh mobilization and action mm -hmm. um but I very much recognized that it was not serving me it did not serve me at all and uh, in, in its previous form of justice, it had to go. 
Yeah, justice feels to me a little bit like there's, I think it can be very useful for like, for example, a social movement, right? Justice can be really powerful, but there's sometimes like it's front pointed, there's like anger at the front of it. It's like, no, fuck this. This is not okay. This is unjust. We are going to change this thing, right? We're going to tear the house down. But then come a point where that has to be let go of once, you know, and then equality can, can come. So yeah, that's interesting. Like, the word justice has the idea to me, and this again, this is my construction, but it feels like there's a like an energy that you're looking for it. It's like I'm I'm looking for the ways in which things aren't <laughs> just, and so I'm, you know, you're looking for them, and they might become triggers. And then, but then, like if a different word works, but yeah, all this stuff is interesting to reflect on. Um, and these things will all underpin your attitude. Just to pull it back to what we've been talking about when you sit down to have dinner, mm. like your thought form around those things and the ideas that you have will guide your, will, will quite literally guide your behavior. Mm. If it's mm. you know, you know, pushing you to yeah. behave in a certain way. Because in, in that instance of you go out and you've not spent as much as everybody else and they've been having lots of expensive bottles of wine and you've had a soda water and maybe one mocktail, then you can see how that thought about fairness could very easily come up. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair that I should spend my hard-earned cash on funding their wine habit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear that. And like, there's a lot of stuff in here about scarcity and abundance and all those kinds of things as well. And, you know, the kind of attitude that we have going in. What, um, what happened with uh, your client with the going away trip that was, because that, that's, mm. a, that's a deal, right? Where it's like, hang on a minute, especially if you are investing in an experience like that, where you will have limited resources and there'll be certain things that you want to invest your money in and certain things you don't want to invest your money in because it's then going to detract from your experience. So how, how did that get handled? Well, I've had a huge, I mean, this is an amazing client. You know who you are. I won't mention any names. Um, I think I know who it is as well. They had an incredible experience. They, but So really it was one, I think it was probably... Um, the final one of the the final domino to fall for them in in the in the story around alcohol was like mm. well i've got this kind of like experience that feels like the 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 peak social experience of going away to a nice hot country we're going to go for michelin star dinners we're going to do all this and there's going to be people there doing wine tasting and all the rest of it and and am i going to miss out how am i going to feel like the bill's going to be huge and and we we worked a lot around how you're going to live in the experience of your story up until the experience. And then when you get there, you're going to have the actual experience and your thinking prior is actually not predictive of what's going to happen. It's not that you can't have useful tools in order to get yourself into a good place. So you're more open when you get there, but actually you can realize in an instant that like, actually I'm only ever going to live in this moment. And when he got there, um, he had a wonderful experience of like feeling really connected to the country, a couple of like big learning points in terms of like, and just, you know, perhaps like noticing when they were enjoying the night more and when it was less enjoyable because of people getting drunk, but like actually so 
this so he basically had the conversations early so one of my my one of my main tools or tactics i often say to people is if you send a message to someone ahead of the party telling them that you're going to you're on this challenge and you're not drinking and you know you're going to leave early right or if you talk to your friends before the holiday saying look i'm doing this thing i'm doing really well mm. and particularly people if they know well a lot of that thinking will just fall out of your head it will just disappear yes. so they basically spoke to their friends really early in the airport and were like look this is what i'm doing this is why it's important to me and they were all like yeah cool okay sweet and like i think it mean maybe i don't know but if it were me at that point and i'd be like i would use humor at that point and i'd be like and i'm not paying 300 pounds for your bloody wine in the michelin starred restaurant all right mm-hmm. i you know i would get it open out in the open early and one particular client i can really think of she had been talking to me about how there was this massive thing in the diary like everything was great everything was fine but she was going to this sunday lunch with her daughter and she was going to have to tell her about the fact that she was alcohol free and it was going to mean this and it was going to mean that and she could just she just knew she was going to get the wine out and then the brandy was going to come out and all of this stuff was going to go on and i was like hang on a minute hang on a minute what would happen what would happen if you messaged your daughter ahead of time and just gave them a little bit of the info what do you think might happen? Oh, well, well, that would be amazing because, you know, it would mean that the event didn't mean this and I wouldn't have to mm. deal with it. And so why can't you do that? Mm. Oh, actually, I could do that. And they did that. And then suddenly the event changed into just a really lovely Sunday lunch without all this thinking around it and all of this mm. stuff going on. So, you know, I think that's one of the most powerful things that any of us can do. I still do it now still message people ahead of time and i'm just like yeah i'll come along but you know i I probably won't be there till two in the morning (laughs) you know and i you know it's so yes yes in a nutshell to answer your question i've done it long form uh they had an amazing time um they figured things out and i think probably in varying points through that holiday they you know i think that one the bill was not split you know you know uh what was it equally but uh, loads of other events are in and around the holiday i think it was because it's like well if everyone's had a glass of wine and i've had a coffee there's you know it's just like well th- we're here for the experience right yeah or you can just make sure that you eat loads <laughs> well this do, do you know what it's funny you, know, you say I'm, that i'm gonna have the most expensive men and in fact i'm gonna have three courses <laughs> it's funny you say that because at the very beginning i said if you go out with a few people and you drink non-alcoholic beer it doesn't make that much difference if you go out and you think to yourself okay i'm going out for this amazing experience and i'm going to treat myself and i'm going to have starter main and dessert and i'm going to have a mocktail and a couple of alcohol free beers uh and i'm going to do that and i'm going to let go of all of the other stuff what a great way of looking at it that's a brilliant way of looking at it that's really cool that's a, that's a really nice way of doing it i think I, and i do that quite to be honest these days when i go out i always have a state of mind dessert that's what i do i'm like if people look at me i'm like hey this is leave me alone I eat. But, um, this is what i, I do uh, oh, went to a very rare christmas gathering um in december and uh we there's a bunch of yogis and um it was one of those things where you've ordered your you've ordered from the set menu beforehand it was this wonderful i'm going to plug the place because it's awesome it's a place called the tipsy vegan in cambridge and and if anybody's old school is where teriyaki used to be <laughs> um which was an awesome place anyway that, so that we were going to the tipsy vegan we had the christmas festive seasonal menu uh presented to us beforehand so we could choose what we were having 
lovely different options, including starter main dessert. And we then turn so that we order what we're having on email. It's all assimilated. A couple of weeks passed by. We went to a yoga class, which was one of Andrea's Jiva Mukti classes cool. in Amy's nightclub mm. um, in uh, Cambridge. So it was at MASH and uh, we it was a soul night. So it was uh, Amy's brother, Josh, is on the, uh, the decks with all of the soul classic. Like it was awesome. It was an absolutely amazing night. And then afterwards, some of us went for this, this meal at the Tipsy Vegan. And <laughs> we sat down. And the guy comes over and it's that moment of, oh shit, I've forgotten what I ordered. But everybody has, right? And if you, if you, have, if you don't, if you can remember what you're ordering, then props to you. Cause I, I just thought, shit, I can't remember. There wasn't even a menu there to, to look at, to try and jog my memory. And the guy comes around and he says, right, who's having two courses? And I thought, yeah, that's probably me. So my hands up with a bunch of other people. And then it all got really confusing and it was, uh, th- this whole thing about well, hang on, hit, right? Put your hand up if you're having a starter. And then I just got all confused, and I just I couldn't for the life of me. Not only could I not remember what I'd ordered, I couldn't even remember whether I'd ordered a starter, a main, a dessert, and um, and then I started to feel all this pressure for like the poor guy is trying to work out what's going on in the kitchen, and a couple of people haven't shown up, and and I just thought, oh god, right, what, right? I'm going to tune into my. My, my inner self here right come on what did I do and the guy comes around again he's right who had th- who who ordered three courses and I'm like well that that's definitely me isn't it I definitely ordered three co- like why wouldn't I have ordered three courses that's me all over and then as a co- like what actually happened I didn't I ordered a main and a bloody dessert but that that is that is typically me I would order like I, I like my food I like my food and I want it you know I Going back to what I said originally about this, like I, on the rare occasion that I get to go out and connect with people, I don't want to cloud what's going on with a bunch of mm. my story that's just not, it's, it, it's not going to do anything other than detract from an experience. And that's not to say that I would want to be propping up the bar paying for everybody drinking fireball, but a bit like you, you said earlier on, if you look at it as like, well, this is the only time I'm probably going to go out this month and I've set this, I've budgeted to set this amount of money aside and I'm going to go and I'm just going to bloody enjoy myself, then it's irrelevant really what it's made up of. It's about the, the being there. Just reminded me of like, um, this does make sense. Abitha, it's going to be a strange link here. But I can remember when I was in my like early 20s and I was like, oh my God, I figured out how much it was going to cost to go to Ibiza for like a week, right? I was like, fucking hell. Like it was like two grand or something ridiculous. And I, you know, working in a restaurant and I was, you know, and I was like, oh, do I? And in the end, somebody said to me, dude, you need to sort yourself out. You've got a choice here. You're you're sitting there in your mind and you're going, oh, it's 20 pounds for this in Ibiza and this costs money and the hotel costs this money and the clubs are 80 pounds to get into. Look, do you want the experience or not? It's going to cost you two grand for a week in Ibiza. Let go of the rest of it. Do you want to go? Mm. It was a really powerful thing that someone said to me because as much as I wouldn't go to Ibiza these days, or if I did, I'd be doing it very differently. Oh, yeah. um, I It really struck a chord with me. It was like, yeah, do you know what? You're so right. Like, 
at the end of the day, I can enter the con- the comparison game and the this and the that, and I can whip up this thought storm and I can live in the experience of that. Or I can basically be like, I don't know if I'm going to do this again. <laughs> I've spent six months saving up for this or something, like sticking all my tips aside. Um, but I want to go and I've wanted to go for ages. So fuck it. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to mm. spend the money. And I did and I enjoyed it and it was brilliant. And, and that the important thing that you said there is that you wanted to. Yeah, that's it. Because I, th- I think part of the issue with this paying the bill thing is when you're somewhere you don't want to be mm. and you're participating in something you don't really want to be participating in. I can't remember the episode that we did, but we were talking about knowing what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. And for any newbies, that's a good one. If we can figure out which episode it was, it's a good one to, to go back to. Because when you remove alcohol, you start to, it's, it's like this process of uncovering your true self and what's meaningful to you and what's not. And boundaries, the big B word, the boundaries. And, and, and some of it you can only determine through experience, mm-hmm. through the, the only ways through. You have to go out to some of these events and then determine what works for you and what doesn't. And then you can kind of course correct for the next time and determine where, where, you know, where you want to invest your time. Is it like, it's not just your money. It's like where you want to invest yourself. Yeah. I think this is a nice way to wrap this up because what you're saying is true. It's like, things will be a big deal until you go out. If like, if you think they're a big deal, they'll be a big deal, but then you go and experience them and you realize they're not. So going out and experiencing it is really important. And I I think maybe in the same episode, I talk about like the four P's that I always talk about, like the people, do I want to be there with those people? You know, the place, like, is it somewhere I want to go? You know, is there the potential for a good evening? And if all those things are tick, 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 then it's like preparation. It's like, well, what could I do to make it a good time? Well, part of that preparation could be just making the decision that like, well, I'm just going to split whatever it costs. So I don't have to worry about that right now. Like I, I just don't even want to enter the story. So I'm not going to, it doesn't exist anyway. Like it just doesn't. So yeah, that's, that's really, really powerful. And uh, these days, like I, I, it doesn't happen that often these days, actually like, um, but when I do go out, it's, I love it. There's so much connection. There's so much fun. There's so much like, and you know, the the last thing on my mind these days is like, well, how are we going to split the bill? Mm. Yeah. But then, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier on about the stages. Mm. So it, it can feel very different in the beginning and then over the course of time as you experience more, you create your new beliefs and then you embody them and you live them out, things change and you change, you know, you evolve over time. So, but it's a, it's a, it's a cracking bloody subject. Um, because one tiny little funny, also funny story before we wrap up is um, another, it sounds like I got out all the fucking time, been out twice, <laughs> another Christmas do I went to and uh, another one of my wonderful clients was there and her husband who um, was uh, just, he, he just looked after everybody, right? So he, uh, they had um, a very nice, sparkling wine like an alcohol-free sparkling wine mm-hmm. and um 
complete gentleman made sure that after we'd had our um, introductory cocktail, uh, he, he then made sure that he um, furnished everybody with bottles of these uh, this sparkling wine and everyone's got a glass. And, and, and it was so beautiful because you're at this Christmas do and we've all got a, a little champagne flute and we've all got a little glass of this sparkling, which, which was actually quite nice. And he kept saying, oh, it feels really Christmassy. And it did because we're all kind of we're all just um, connecting over conversation and fun, being fully present over this this kind of ritual of having this drink. Um, but the thing that was really funny was that you like I, I just find that I can't drink a lot. Right. So back in the day, <laughs> that first bottle wouldn't have lasted two minutes. Right. And then another and another and another. And there's kind of that ritual of like, oh, let's get another. But like I, I found I just couldn't. I was really struggling to drink it. And my my client's husband was ever so generously going and he'd get another to make sure everybody had a drink. And it was like I, I couldn't I couldn't finish one fast enough to then go and buy a replacement bottle for everybody because I was just struggling to get it down because it's like I I find that whether it's something like that or like I, I'm a big fan of liars right and they do this wonderful um, spiced rum and that with a fresh lime squeezed in it and a uh, like a lime soda or something like that and it's it's divine. But if I have more than two, I start to feel really sick. Like, really, like oh, I've got tummy ache. Yeah. You just can't, like, you cannot fit this stuff in. Like, we're not meant to drink quantities and quantities of this stuff. Yeah, and that would change over time as well. Because when I first made the switch to, you know, I was drinking alcohol-free beer when I went out, I'd be glugging them. And that's, yeah. and that's because so much of the reason I used to drink so bloody quickly when I was out and about was social anxiety. And, like, if I was drinking, I wasn't talking. And so I'd be like drinking all the time, listening to other people's conversation, another drink in my hand. And then that switched over to, you know, the kind of like the life raft of alcohol-free drinking for a while. But these days, I don't know, I'll buy an alcohol-free beer every now and again, but there's no pattern to it. There's no reason or rhyme to it in the sense of like, oh, well, I have to have them then or not have them then. It's like over, over time it's evolved and, you know, there was a time where I'd have them quite a lot and that's okay. You know, it was just mm. like, it was, it was serving me at the time, but and now, like, yeah, same as you, mate. I'll, if I go to a bar and sometimes order an alcohol-free beer because they've got one I want to try or a new, I don't know, I'll, I'll drink that and then I'll normally go to soda water. Sometimes I'll just drink, and I won't drink them. You know, the idea that I would drink like 20 of them in a row. <laughs> it's just like, why would I do that? That's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, with alcohol, it's just like, I have sat there and thought to myself a few times back back when I as a drinker like isn't it weird that we just like sit on a stool in a shitty pub for like the whole night and just like consume pints and pints of liquid like that's mad yeah. that's like really mad anyway yeah right i think before we go off on another tangent we should um we should wrap that up i'm really um we didn't really know where that was going to go did we so if it was a little bit here there and everywhere then then cool um but like, I, I think the important thing is um, realize that if you're feeling a certain way about stuff like this, then you're feeling the experience of your thinking. And, and, and ultimately it's up to you. You can let that go in an instant. Like that's, you've got, you can give yourself permission to just like change your mind and you will feel different. Yeah. Just bring the thoughts out, bring the thoughts out, write them down, see them in black and white. 
and then just you let it choose. go you can choose what you want to do with it choose again um, choose again uh t-shirts are on hold <laughs> <laughs> um and the last thing i wanted to say about this was it would be a really nice uh extension to this to have a convo in our little our little i keep calling it little get told off our massive awesome sure it's massive <laughs> some, <laughs> our awesome our cool facebook group. facebook group so we have the most wonderful people in there who everybody comments on about how nice it is it's a nice group yes it bloody well is so if you want to come and join our nice group and you're not already in it follow the link uh wherever it is, wherever you, you're listening to this, that there'll be a link accompanying it. Come and join the group and we'll continue the conversation about this because I'd love to hear what our wonderful group members think about it. It's a good topic. It's a good one. It's a good one. And, you know, there's no right or wrong at the end of the day. It's, it is what it is. All right, team. Right, I'm just going to hit that uh, button. So there we have it, team. Hopefully me and Ellie having a bit of a waffle on that. We'll, uh, we'll give you some clarity because there are we really do get a lot of thinking around this stuff I know I used to and uh, it's just not there anymore I just uh, I just don't sort of feel like that and it isn't it isn't something that kind of bothers me in the way that it used to so uh, yeah hopefully something in there would have really helped you out let us know reach out and let us know please go leave us a review um, it's it's really helpful for us it helps us get up the rankings and helps people find out about um, the message that we're trying to spread and we'd really appreciate um, you leaving a review on, on Apple or Google or wherever you're listening from and uh yeah that's it really as i say come join us in the facebook group we've got some awesome guests lined up for 2022 we're super excited we're not going to break cover on those quite yet um but yeah it's going to be it's going to be an awesome year of president sober podcast see you soon